You are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry Shore. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking forward to finding the good, good in abundance. Today, we're going to have something remarkably powerful for you, which transformational. Of course, every time we have this show, The Joy of Living, it is for your benefit. As you know, you tuned into this show for one reason and one reason only, because you care the most in the entire world about you, Y-O-U, which, by the way, is very good, because when you're the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges of harmony, create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And as a result of listening to and using the three fundamentals of life that we speak about on the show, you will become happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> and we thank you for tuning into the joy of living consciously and conscientiously every single week. Thank God there are over 330,000 people every week. And you tell your friends and urge your friends and family, come and listen to the joy of living because it's to your advantage. And thank God we have now over 350 plus thousand right now. By the time we bring on our amazing guest, Anthony Gordon, we'll have over 360,000 people. And please keep telling people because we want to get to 500,000 within the next few months and really start shaking things up because the world needs you right now. It needs us. It needs the message. And the message, again, is based on the four, three fundamentals of life. And these three fundamentals are, number one, life. Your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, a number two happens. Now, this is a good number two. You go MAD. MAD is a great acronym that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life. You make a difference in the world. And the third fundamental is to uncover and unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Everyday words are simple. Right now, this is being carried, the podcast, either you're watching it or you're listening, over the internet. Worldwide, we have, thank God, people listening and watching all over the world. If you ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, they'll tell you it has to do with the internet. And factually speaking, they're correct. Now, in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for, drumroll, fanfare, da-da-da-da. What a wonderful world. And what a, is a word, W-H-A-T-A, -A, right? What a wonderful world. And a big tip of the hat and a thank you to Louis Armstrong Satchmo for enabling that song, What a Wonderful World, to go viral and touch not just tens of millions or hundreds of millions, but billions of people around the planet. And whenever you hear even the opening bars of the song, you can't help but smile, right? <laughs> smile, by the way, is one of the greatest words and acronyms you'll ever internalize, utilize, or leverage in your life. Because smile stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Seeing miracles in life every day. Now, I speak a lot to groups. And again, before COVID, my last gig before COVID, 
it's over now. The masquerade is gone. We'll all be hugging again and interacting with 5,200 people. And I'm telling the story about Barry Shaw and I'm using smile, seeing miracles in life every day. And people raising their hands and say, hey, Barry Shaw, Barry Shaw, I've been here for hours where I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you see? Can you stand still? I can't. Can you walk? I can barely do that. Do you have water to drink, place, food to eat, place to sleep? Family, friends, every single one of those is a miracle. A miracle. And what's the proof? Simplest proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching or listening, you didn't. Therefore, you have an obligation to live exuberantly. So imagine the following. Ending up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound, and that night be in the hospital totally, completely paralyzed. That was me. Not an automobile accident, not a single injury, a rare disease which I never heard of the day before took off my body and rendered me a quadriplegic. Nothing on my body moved. Nothing. 144 days in the hospital, paralyzed. Two years in a hospital bed on my own home. I couldn't turn over by myself. I was four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs, my ankles, and that was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be really ambulatory with the help of a seven-walking wand. So I'm a biped, not a biped. I still can't walk by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself, and I have help 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice. Positive purple soil planets. all because of that one word. Smile, seeing miracles in life every day. But I got to tell you a quick story. My eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago. And she says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile S-M-I-E-L? I thought about it. Smile, it sounds the same. Why not? I said, How come? She says, because that stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. She was creating the kind of world that she wants to live in. Now, create is a wonderful acronym that stands for causing rethinking, enabling all to itself, because that's really the key. How you think about things makes all the difference in the world. We talk about on the show, the six most important words you'll ever internalize, utilize and leverage in your life. And these six words are choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, how you respond in any given situation really makes all the difference. So before we bring on our amazing guest, AG, I call him, uh, I just want to warn our new listeners that I do use a lot of four-letter words, even use the F-U word, and I do it because of the shock value and the fun. Now, of course, four-letter words that we use because we live in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant are love, life, hope, grow, free, gift, pray, play, swim. <laughs> four-letter words, right? And the four-letter F-U word is fun. Fun, yes. F-U, capital N, capital N. So right away, people say, hey, Barry Shaw, Barry Shaw, fun's only spelled with three letters, not in our world. The world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant is spelled F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, you see your family and friends, point your finger, have a twinkle in your eye, a smile on your face, and the fans don't tell everybody, F-U, capital N, capital N. So where'd you get that? I, said, I listen to the joy of living, and Barry Shaw wants to teach the world to F-U, capital N, capital N. So before Anthony comes on, I just want to urge everybody, everybody to use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day from now for the rest of your life because it's beneficial to you. It's gonna help you, your family, your friends, and all living beings throughout the planet, and we need it right now. And these two words, of course, are, drum roll, fanfare, da-da-da-da. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To harm, thanks stands for to harmonize and network 
kindness, to harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama is quoted as saying, I read his writings, be kind whenever possible, as he says, always possible. So imagine going in the coffee shop, order your fancy latte, you sit down, somebody brings it to you. You say, thank you. Go to the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, a couple of minutes go by, no brings to you. You go to the counter and say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy. We'll bring it to you. Sit down, a couple of minutes go by, somebody brings you, say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop and it's raining out. Somebody holds the door open for you. You say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop and somebody slams the door on you. You say, thank you. You're stuck in traffic, you're late for the plane. Somebody cuts you off. You say, thank you. You get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, Thank you to harmonize and network kindness. Kind is a wonderful acronym that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. There's nobody that I want to share with you. And in my humble opinion, inspires noble deeds more than the wonderful, inimitable, imaginative, and wondrous Anthony Gordon. <laughs> Anthony, or as AG as I call him, please say hello to Barry. 361,000 people around the world. Barry, you're amazing. What an honor. What a pleasure. And let me tell your listeners, unsolicited, why I think it's an honor and a pleasure. Firstly, by the way, he is a solicitor. He comes from, <laughs> he, he comes from England, so they, or South Africa. They call it a solicitor. He's an attorney. Don't hold it against him. But he's an, so he, unsolicited from a solicitor. So I'll tell you why. I need to give you, in front of your beloved listeners, a huge thank you, thank you, thank you, is if you take us back in time, I want to say more than 25 years ago, as I pivoted out of the, the legal fraternity and began the next chapter of my life, you were instrumental, my friend, in some key introductions that had a very vital uh, made a very vital impression on my life. There was nothing in it for you. Speaks volumes about who you are. And my second thank you, thank you, thank you, is you, Barry, personify the premise of my TEDx talk in London shortly by virtue of the vicissitudes that you had to navigate through. And you are who you are and not in spite of, but because of a curveball that was thrown into your life, I have never seen you play victim. And I, I think that what you did was take this curveball, uh, not sort of run into the corner and say, why me? But used it as became part of, uh, you know, your persona. And as I say to many people, that we are strongest in the broken parts. And I think that you stand for a, you know, a person who's been through a very tough, life-changing, jolting event. And it's not despite that, but because of that, it's, you, you've embraced it. And I think that you are, for many people, a person that, uh, you know, if Barry's out there, cranking, smiling, uh, doing great things. And I, I don't have an excuse, man. So, and I mean that from the bottom of the liver. Okay, so that was, by the way, Anthony, if you're watching this, you'll see that he did a great job. And if you're listening also, you say, where did he get that? Well, my mother reached out from heaven and gave him a script and he, <laughs> he hit it out of the park. That was absolutely was. So as we say on this show, F you 
Capital N, capital N. Uh, so let's talk, you know, let's just jump right in and talk about this FedEx talk because sure. it is really something special. Now, everybody in the world knows what TED and TEDx is, but they don't really because I want you, Anthony, let's go a little bit deep and inside baseball stuff and give just a sense of what it means to be accepted, first of all, into the TEDx stage world. And now let's talk about the one that you're gonna be speaking on in Oxford, England, because I want people just to get a sense. You don't just send in your your resume and say, uh, gee, I'd like to book a, uh, a stage uh, next Tuesday <laughs> and, and you know, give us some stats and such about what it is, how you do it, of why they selected you and what it is that you want to share with the world. Excellent, Barry. So I, I will make the disclaimer that um, some of the stats might be within the margin of error, but here are uh, the stats or here is the process. You know, I, I think it would be safe to say that it was, as odious an ordeal to be a chosen candidate to present at TED or TEDx as it was to get into Harvard Law School. Um, That's a big statement, everybody. I want, by the way, okay, let's just do a little bit uh, on the side path a moment. Uh, I'm, if I started reading all, all the academic and other accolades that uh, Anthony has acquired from the time he was knee-high to a grasshopper in short pants in South Africa, graduated <laughs> cum laude from different universities and on scholarships and Fulbright scholarships and a, a big scholarship to Harvard, undergraduate, Harvard Law School, Oxford, et cetera, et cetera. It would take too long. So I'm not going to even talk about it. But suffice it to say that he really did go to Harvard. Harvard. I come from Boston. I can say Harvard. He went to Harvard and uh, Harvard Law, and he was involved with law review and all the things that happened with that. So he's a basic Jewish overachiever. So don't <laughs> hold it against him. Let's say he just, I didn't say it, he made the analogy that this was as grueling a situation and an honor to be chosen as it is. He made the statement to I get did. into Harvard. So with that on the, on the plate, let's continue the journey of getting to this place called TEDx on, in Oxford. So let me tell you why I, I, I deliberately made the analogy with, uh, with a fair amount of thought. In applying to one of the top IBD schools, the criteria are everyone applying and getting to Harvard is certainly the top you know, academic student in their various school, university. Um, they generally are folks that have leadership skills, pretty robust background, but the kind of questions that the application form asks candidates to complete, I found um, a lot more existential. I found it caused me to do introspection and really was in and of itself um, an incredibly soul-searching process. For example, um, think about, and this is something maybe for your listeners uh, to think about as well. Think about an idea that you are uniquely suited to share with the world. Now, think about that. There's 7.8 billion people in the world. Little me 
has something which is so customized, so endemic to my life journey that I can share something and then nobody else has. That's number one. Number two, it has to be, to use the, the adage that's used by Ted, it has to be an idea worth sharing. So when they break that down, they say that it has to be somewhat innovative. It's something that folks couldn't access on a search engine. And the goal is that when the curtain comes down, that the, the guests or the audience should have an idea, a tool, or something that they can take with them for the rest of their life. In other words, it's not it's not pure entertainment, although I'll come to the actual presentation and the form. Um, there needs to be a hook. And interestingly, um, it's the kind of ideas that are not generally disseminated at a university or a college. So this is a stage that has a unique forum. Um, when, in completing that form, which is pages and pages and pages, um, in some of the what they call the sought after stages, and I'm not sure exactly how they quantify which stages are, you know, have so, more of a premium. It's apparently where I am in London. They then ask for an interview. So they interview me from the UK, um, very probing. And I'll tell you what I realized, Barry, you know me well. <clears throat> I think why I've had success in public speaking, and I think this is part of the, the part of who I am, I was brutally authentic, completely sincere. I, you know, I spoke from the heart. I did not give them the answers that I thought they wanted to hear. I gave the, the answers that I know that I could own. And if that answer was printed on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, I would be happy to walk with that. Um, and the second thing I've realized, Barry, and you know this also, is I, I wanted to say God gives us all various cards. And here's what, what the mistake that most people do is they're trying to give some of the cards back. I didn't want this card. <laughs> I didn't order this marriage. I didn't order this baby. I didn't order this health challenge. Instead, what we're supposed to do is take the cards we've been given and play them as best as we can. So one card, as a, since I was a, growing up in the, the holy city of Johannesburg, I realized I had at a very early age was humor. That was a God-given talent, and it wasn't laughing at people. It was putting a mirror up laughing at life or self-deprecation, just laughing at myself. And I, I found that at Harvard and, and um, a lot of the hallowed halls that I have sojourned, people took it a little bit too seriously. And I think that that was refreshing. So I used humor. I just was myself. And in the... Let me put you on pause here for the moment because it's very important uh, to unpack just a few of the pieces you mentioned. The <clears throat> Again, Anthony said that, again, people everywhere throughout the world today know what TED or TEDx is. Yeah. Ideas worth sharing. And it's not something you can just Google because if it is, uh, who needs you on a particular stage? And as he pointed out, the particular stage he's going to be speaking on is in Oxford, England. Is that correct? It's, it's the actual stage uh, is it's actually in London and it's called the, it's called uh, TEDx Halt London, which is one of the leading business schools in, in Europe. It's in the top. Um, 
And again, I think the reason why it's become... Okay, so let, me, let, me, uh, let me just point here. So it's a stage in London. Correct. Uh, we'll just for, just for fun, London will call it the home of Shakespeare. Okay? <laughs> Even though it wasn't, and it was Avon, but that's beside the point. The point <laughs> is that this is a premium stage. Yep. And I would like you to tell people, because I think your point about authenticity, it's an overworked word, but it, it becomes vital to what we're going to tell people in just a moment. The analogy you said about cards, the hand that you're dealt and uh, not giving back some and such like that, was a very important idea worth sharing. I'd like you to tell people how many people actually apply and how many people total were accepted through this process, as you say, you see, he speaks funny, through this process, <laughs> although we have a lot of people from India and, and other English-speaking countries, that, that when you went through this to be accepted as a participant on the stage, how many people applied, how many people filtered through, and how many people are going to be speaking on the stage? So I have on reliable authority, or from a reliable source, and within the margin over, let's say approximately 6,000 people, roughly 6,000 people, all pretty qualified folks, are in effect applying for six spots. <laughs> hey, let's put it in perspective. <laughs> 6,000, 10% of 6,000 is 600. Right. 10% of that is 60. So 1% of the people would be 60. 10% of that is six. So one-tenth of 1%, right. you're not even in the top 1%. 1% one <laughs> of the people who apply are accepted. That's correct. And Anthony is not just one of the one. I think you're the lead-off batter. Is that correct? Uh, so here's what we're doing. I am I'm very, very fortunate because I was told after the fact that the best spot to get is not the lead, not the last, but the spot just before the break. There's three, break three. I don't know what the science is to this. I think Here's what I was told by TEDx organizers, and I've spoken to a ton of them. We found, specifically in the digital uh, era where folks are not exactly sitting, you know, and uh, have got a little antsy, there's a little bit of fatigue on the, in the second half. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, getting the housekeeping in order in the first. The, pen, the speech just before lunch seems to be, and by the grace of God... <laughs> That's where I'm placed. And I will tell you uh, that amongst the other folks on the stage include the lead. Uh, I'm not sure of the exact title, but it's uh, the functional equivalent of the head of content for TikTok and the, ex, um, the head of content for a company called Facebook. That's <laughs> so these are not folks that uh, fell off a truck. These are people that understand the end user. And these are folks that, these are some of the most sought-after creative positions on planet Earth, which is my favorite planet. Uh, and, and for most people that are listening, by the way, we do have some, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> they, they just come to watch us, every, actually. <laughs> it's interesting. They Actually, they ask, can I come and watch Barry Shore, <laughs> the joy of living? And we gave him permission. By the way, it's very important to know two things. Number one, this is the show that I urge you to share with five people. You don't have to share with 50 or 100 and 500, five. 
because that means we'll have, because we're over 368,000 people, that, will, that means we'll be touching a million and a half people with That's this true. one show. And the second thing is, everything you want to know about Anthony, and there's much to know, will be on my website, www.whatawonderfulworld.barryshore.com www.barryshore.com. Everything about Anthony is there. And it's really important to let's to use this process, as he says, to understand that each and every person watching and engaged, you are your own TED talker. Beautiful. TED speaker. Now let's use what you just said about the, either the current head or the former head of face. We called it face. Book, I think yes, Facebook. I've heard of it. In I'm going to go even. I'm going to go. What's that? Here's the thing. I'm going to go further, Barry. I'm going to go even further because this is going to. If anyone's driving while is it their part, I suggest that they drive their car to the side of the road because this is going to blow everyone's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That was fair warning. Fair warning. <laughs> er, 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 Anthony alert. Anthony alert. Here we go. Okay, so I just hung up. I had permission just to say this soundbite because. Uh, this is, you are the right guy. This is the right show to share. Um, I hung up the phone no, uh, roughly 15, 20 minutes ago with the, let's call him the brainchild, the, uh, the person who's developed the idea behind Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is far and away today the most, the biggest influencer on YouTube. Here's what he told me. He said, Anthony, what I'd like you to do is record yourself as if it's the Ted, the big day. Send it to me and Jimmy. Jimmy Donaldson is Mr. Beast. And we will, from the bottom of our hearts, we'll critique it. We'll rip it. Don't take anything personally. Why? Because it seems like we're doing something right because 178 million people seem to think that we are. And, and what we're going to do, because we love you. Uh, we, 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 you know, we're working with you in, in some capacity is we want you to be, to crush it. Now that is an unbelievable thing to have. Actually, let me pause. First and I think all, you, if you're going to unpack that, that'll be. One second. First of all, it's fully believable. In other words, he's not exaggerating. And I want you to emphasize here that statistic again, Mr. Beast uh, by the way, 80 plus percent of our audience is under 35, so they do know him. But Mr. Beast right. uh, touches how many millions of people on YouTube? Okay, he has on, on, on his platforms, and this is growing. At last count, it was 178 million with an M, and that's growing exponentially because he's now picking up international. As when I spoke to James, who is the CEO, they picked up now huge chunks of international audience. So it's safe to say they're north of 200 million. So this is not. Okay. So 200 plus million people on YouTube know about, follow, and enjoy Mr. Beast. Correct. And Mr. Beast has dubbed Sir Anthony Gordon with the new sobriquet of Anthony. Mr. B, or Anthony Beast Gordon. We won't call him Mr. because <laughs> I know that. So you're listening to ABG, Anthony Beast Gordon, right ABG, here. I love it. Before ABG. he goes onto the stage <laughs> in London and crushes it, to use a Gary V term, yep. and brings out the that great wine that is inside those big 
juicy grapes. And as we bring it out and it ferments and it gets tasted and passed around the world, people are going to say, have you heard this talk by Beast Gordon? I mean, you got it. This is amazing. This is going to rock the world. You hear this? But again, I emphasize because I, I asked Anthony permission to do this. He, he granted it. Everybody has to know this show is not about Anthony Gordon, as interesting and as fascinating and famous as he is. It's not even about Barry Shore, no matter how wonderful you think he is. The show is about you. Whoa, you. You becoming you. There's, there are nuggets here for you to just literally pick up from the ground, utilize and, and leverage in your life, because that's what this show, the joy thing is to become happier, healthier, healthier. We're going to go in just about a minute, but use this as a bridge to talk about. You mentioned that company called Facebook and yes, TikTok. Uh, I want to just plant the seed and then we'll do the other side of the break. Talk to us about this world today that is dominated by, for the good or better, dominated by social media. So the last soundbot broke up a wee bit. So I'm going to ask you if you don't mind to repeat that. Talk to us, please. This process that exists in the world today for the good or the better called social media, Facebook, TikTok, and hundreds of others, not just hundreds of millions of people follow, but billions of people seem to be able not to live without it. Is right. that helping us or is it helping us? So there's no question that your question encapsulates a large part of the underlying thesis of my TEDx talk and a lot of the work that I do. In the interest of time, I'll cut it down to the following. What social media has done, while there is no question that it has redeeming qualities, by and large, <clears throat> Uh, it has caused people, I would say, primarily Gen Z and millennials to become a passive, reactive generation. They, their whole sense of self is a product of how people respond to a post, how many people friend them, and what happens also over time, and this is something that I'm you know, aware of from the actual uh, technology and the folks that are building the apps is they become passive repositories. And it's almost like when you, you function after a while in this dazed out state like an automaton and you become a passive repository of whatever pop culture is going to, is spewing out. And what's, what's happened in the thesis of my, a uh, part of my, Talk. Well, well, we're going to put you on pause. We want to hear your thesis. All the passive repositories. We'll be right back after these brief messages because sponsors love this show and they love to follow them. We'll be right back with more of Beast Gordon and <laughs> learning more about social media and how you can break free, become your own self, and the best you possibly. Right back after this brief message. Imagine the kind of place you would want to shop for your favorite fur baby pet. Honest 
honestpets.co. Well, you found it, honestpets.co, not .com, .co. This is your go-to spot for the best, the cleanest pet treats that exist anywhere on the planet. All of the brands go through a rigorous review to make sure they meet the high standards of cleanliness, health benefits, and naturalness. This site was started by a husband and wife team, and it's veteran-owned, and that care about pets, especially dogs and cats, and coming soon, bird treats. These are very nice young people who really care about making a difference because a portion of proceeds go to support veteran organizations with a focus on service dogs. This is the place where you want to go. You want to tell your friends this has the finest, yummiest, freshest, all-natural treats and stuff for your fur baby. So go there, honestpets.co honestpets.co do it now that's it got it on the dot got it brilliant hello everybody as you may know i'm 72 and recovering from being a quadriplegic at age 55 oh my now to stay active i swim two miles per day six times per week so you can imagine I know a thing or two about aches and pains and until recently I thought my aches and pains were a fact of life I had to deal with every day just part of the process of getting older and staying active and then I tried 100% drug-free relief factor now I've been taking their convenient packs three times a day and I gotta tell you everybody I am feeling noticeably better relief factor is giving me more oomph Unless, oh, the secret is its four key ingredients. Each one supports a different metabolic pathway that your body uses to respond to the inflammation that is the cause of many hip, back, shoulder, and knee pains. If you have everyday aches and pains too, remember, relief factor is 100% drug-free and designed to be taken every day so you can get out and stay out of pain. Now, to make it as easy as possible for you to try Relief Factor, they created the three-week quick start discounted program for $19.95. That's it, $19.95. So do what I did. Go to relieffactor.com slash joy and order a three-week quick start for yourself. You'll be glad you did. Again, claim your three-week Quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com slash joy. You'll thank me. You'll be glad you did. Best wishes. Bye now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking. It's always looking for and finding the good. We have good in abundance. Our cup runneth over with good and a two-legged person named Anthony Beast <laughs> Gordon. And we were just leaving our intrepid heroes. That's you, Y-O-U. Anthony was calling us of this new generation. I'm a millennial. You didn't realize that because it looks like I, I dressed up. <laughs> uh, that people become passive repositories. Well, that's big talk. That's for uh, the university and such like that. Let's bring it down to the level of real human beings. And let's talk about something also that I know that you're quite expert at. And that is, help us understand why people aren't as happy as they could be. People are happy. They are saying, yeah, I'm happy. But 
They want to be happier. How can people become happier in today's environment? Brilliant. So, again, also a premise of my TED Talk. I, I think I can say with confidence, Barry, that every single one of your listeners listening to your outstanding podcast has some pain in their life, has some thorn in their side, or at some point in their life has had a jolting event which would have them have the reflex re reaction, so to speak, to look heaven bound and say, why me? How do I know that? As someone who has been on the proverbial speaking circuit for many years, I've tested this, safe to say, at this point, tens of thousands of people. Part of the journey of life is that we all have the bumps uh, in the road. Now, pop culture has inculcated into us, has imparted the thought into us, and unfortunately, millions of people have drunk the Kool-Aid, embraced this as a truism, and it's dead wrong. Here's what the myth or the concept is, which relates to your question. That <clears throat> pain is something that's bad, that everyone else has it easy. <laughs> something happened to me, you know, God's standing at the end of a cloud, he's out to get me. And I know from tremendous experience, that's what people believe. So what happens is people go through life driving with a handbreaker. In their mind's eye, they think of if, if only I had that guy's wife, if only I had that guy's muscles, if only I had that guy's bank account. And we notice that if is the two letters in the middle of the word life. Truth be said, everyone has some pain, some suffering. Which are the people out there that are people that, to go back to the analogy that we had before, that take the cards they've been dealt, and instead of them throwing them back and saying, God, one second, yeah, I'm supposed to be a billionaire. You, you know, you gave the card to me that I can't make uh, ends meet. This is the wrong card. Instead of saying, if only, or wallowing in that pain, playing victim, the happier people will say, okay, these are the cards that I've been dealt. Now, I can take these cards and wallow, if only play victim. Unlikely that that will make me happier. Or I can take the deck of cards that has been bestowed on me and I can play those cards as best as I can. In order to do that, we have to think not that pain is bad or that the opposite of pain is pleasure, which is certainly the common decadent understanding, we have to think that pain is the price one pays for greatness or for happiness. There's nobody that I know, Barry, I would imagine you as well, that has achieved greatness, success, happiness, without paying the price, without a lot of pain. Being a good parent takes a huge amount of investment. A good marriage takes a lot of pain. And one of the things you asked about social media, one of the reasons why there is a direct correlation between the proliferation of 
technology, the increase in the use of social media and depression, anxiety, teenage, a spiking of uh, teenage suicides is that the erroneous myth that social media has imparted uh, is this proverbial entitlement generation. I can be happy in three seconds. Why? Because there are millions of curated Instagram sites out there where people are spending money they don't have to buy things they don't need to impress people they don't like. And I know these people. You do as well, Barry. They're, a lot of these folks are living miserable lives. And instead of building their internal world, instead of, and again, I say this with absolute sincerity, having a, a, a life philosophy like you, Barry, where you say, I was throwing a curveball. I was paralyzed for a couple of years of my life. And instead of saying, whoop, that's where that God hates me. In that broken part, so to speak, I think you're strongest. I think that it's not in spite of it, but because of that, that has become part of your, your, your persona. I think if, if one thinks of pain as bad, and here's where the, the rubber meets the road, and I see this in the work that I do, primarily millennials will do everything and anything to neutralize the pain or to make the pain or to numb themselves, which means we've seen a huge increase in substance abuse. We've been a huge increase in uh, pornography, a huge increase in alcoholism, a huge, even surfing the net in this days, because instead of facing the fact that there's some pain, there's some discomfort in my life. Let's rather numb it. And what's happened is we have a generation of people that are lackadaisical and they're trying to be comfortable and avoid pain. Here's the problem. There's a binary choice, folks, that we make. You can either be comfortable or you can be great. There is no chance that a great person will cruise. We know that Physiologically, if you want to look like Mr. Universe, you got to wake up at four o'clock. You got to wait a minute. Are you saying that if I want to look like Mr. Universe, I can't sit on the couch and eat Cheetos all day and visualize it? It doesn't have. Is that what you're saying? Oh no! Um, wait a minute! Wait a minute! I've seen, I've seen the Instagram reels where he becomes. Okay. Let, let's unpack some of the things you said because this, this is big. This is really big, Anthony. I want to make mention of some of the words you've used. You said beautifully, if, if, and you said something just genius. I want everybody to hear this again. If are the middle two letters of the word life. Yep. If, of all the words that have ever been penned, the saddest of these are, oh, it might have been, if I had just done this and this. If you live the way that you want to become the best you, you're going to rejoice at every possible situation. Okay, is it easy to be paralyzed? Duh, no. But if you end up bitter and angry, where's the benefit? So as he was just pointing out to us, we have in my latest book, The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy, one of the 11 strategies for slaying stress is get out of your comfort zone. Get uncomfortable because comfort is the place where dreams go to die. Yep. Now, I'm going to tell everybody here something amazing. We're very direct, Anthony and myself. We've known each yep. other for decades. 
the first four letters of the word direct are dire. You need to know that sometimes when people are direct with you and it sounds dire, it's always for your benefit. It's for your benefit. To be able to, for want of a better term, unplug from the social media toxicity is to your advantage. In other words, you really want an advantage in life? You want to know, what can I do with these cars and get and somehow turn one over and say, oh, that's the extra ace I wanted for my full house. Well, the best way to do that, in my humble opinion, and you can tell me if I'm off on this wonderful, Anthony, is to unhook yourself from social media. Let's say if you're doing eight hours a day now, so do seven hours and 52 minutes. Those extra eight minutes will give you an advantage over tens of millions of people who are still stuck and mired. Is that correct? That it, not only is that correct, because what happens is there is a hypnotic effect in social media. And what happens is the sharpness in your mind atrophies and you 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 become automaton-like. And I'll, I'll give you a, an example. Please. There was an, a, a, a research piece which your, uh, your listeners can Google where they were looking at marriage and looking through a double-blind study where there's a subject group and a control group. The difference between the quality of the marriage by virtue of the quality of the communication between husband and wife, between a husband and wife that picked up the phone versus text. The digital connection, SMS versus the phone. God created the world with the proverbial voice. The connection, the emotional intimacy between husband and wife, between sweetheart, I'll bring the, I'll buy a dozen eggs versus, you know, 12 times eggs, LOL. That you lose it, we are really becoming uh, husband and wives are becoming business partners, they're losing that warmth and that connectivity, and that's one of the reasons it's become pragmatic. We utilitarian, that's not your wife or your husband. Your wife, your husband has to be a person that you have an emotional connection with, there has to be a romantic connection, and, and we see directly the correlation between once again the increase in social media uh and how it's impacted marriages your decrease in marriage stability your listeners barry should for sure read the book the shallows say it again what's the book it's called the shallows s-h-a-l-l-o-w-s Again, well, everything is available on barryshaw.com. Beautiful. You don't have to rush out right away. Just do it. But read the show. I just want to put on pause for one moment because sure. I want to make mention, again, 80% of our audience under 35. And there are a number of people that are married, thank God. And there are many that are not. Just be, A lot of it has to do with unfortunate situationals in, in sure. the generations today. However... I want to use and extend what Anthony is saying from marriage to friendship. Now, let's be blunt. Not all friendships have to be romantic. So let's put that one to the side. But there is some sort of romance in a a friendship. But friendship, we're talking about two or three people. We're not talking about, I have 100 friends. Look at me on Facebook or 5,000. No, we're talking about real friendship. Friendship 
means effort. Yep. Friendship means voice. Yep. Friendship means activity. Yes, of course, it's utilitarian and it's beautiful to be able to text to somebody and such. But in today's environment, where literally there is no cost in terms of money to communicate with somebody by voice, the difference between a voice communication and a text communication is that of the Grand Canyon versus a shallow bathtub. Even, it, it, you can't even come close. I'll go even deeper. It makes all the difference in the world. So yes, please continue. I'll go even deeper. Yes. One of the one of the uh, one of the things of the customs in Jewish law is if God forbid a person passes away, and you wish to give condolences to the mourner, you visit the person who uh, is mourning, and the Jewish custom is the person who is the visitor shouldn't open their mouth they cannot initiate communication why are they there the very fact that there is a physical human being in the room it gives a person solace and comfort i'll even give you another example i volunteered to be a emt one of the first things that they told well, let's us tell people what is an emt so it's a uh, the first responder it's a person who is um, usually in a triage situation and we are one rung under a paramedic. When you arrive on the scene, one of the things they trained us is to take the pulse of the victim. Why? Not only to get a sense of what the diastolic and the systolic is, but the human touch the very fact that there's a human being there makes all the difference. I, I, I hope I don't open a Pandora's box, but I'll go even deeper. There's been research that talks about the difference between a baby who came into this world through the classic birth canal versus a cesarean section. According to research, if you go, the baby meanders down the little roller coaster down the birth canal, there's a sense of they are get a warm sense of being stroked before they enter this world. And they, a, a, a cesarean section baby, which in many cases is necessary, pops out. And the research shows that that baby craves for that sense of a tactile warmth, of a hug. That is the human condition. We've now got this cold interaction. And perhaps it's not by chance. That the very first ad that Apple that Apple uh, embarked on the world was a faceless person dancing alone. That was the first ad of Apple. Yeah, this is so instructive. When you, by the way, as, as a, obviously a, another point of interest is that no matter how the birth occurs, the first something that's done is to make sure the baby is placed close to the mother. Yes. In other words, that physical yep. contact, which by the way, never leaves. What Anthony is telling us, he's the beast. He's leaving the human condition. Yep. The ability for someone to hug someone 70, 80, 90, 100 is as important as hugging a newborn, a one-year-old, a three-year-old. Matter of fact, oftentimes more so for the ends of, uh, of years. 
In other words, one zero or one day to four years old, hugging as much as possible as important as the years 100 to 120. That is correct. It's just brilliant and stuff, and it's it's so important. I love that point about you, the emergency medical team, coming and taking the pulse, and just the touch says, "I'm alive. I'm here. There's hope." There's hope stands for helping everyone progress. Everything. That's what Anthony. His whole world is on. Helping everyone progress. He's a winner. Help others. That's what who stands for. How does he do it? He others win. That's not what how stands for. And he also has the why in life. Winners help wisely. That's what he's doing right now. Helping us all share in what he's doing when he's going to be on the stage in London at TEDx will be, there will be hundreds of millions of people who will be listening to the message. You're getting it now. But the message is clear. So let's just do a, um, a quick talk about something that is, entrances me that you're working with now. You set up the issues, the, the difficulties, the increase of, uh, of disconnect and, and people less happy than they could be and thinking if I only. Tell us about your amazing process, as you say, called the University of Life. Excellent. So let's go back to our opening gambit. In our opening gambit, we said you you very <clears throat> asked an excellent question about have people want to be happier. I believe my response was that we are all dealt cards. It's people who are frustrated with the cards that they are dealt and trying to give cards back will live a frustrating life. Uh, they That's something that's impossible, as opposed to the the peace and the acceptance of, these are my cards. Let me deal with them. Um, so one of the cards that I was dealt, Barry, and after 120 years, I don't believe that I can take credit for it, is that I've always been a person who has performed very well scholastically since I was... You know, from the from the, much uh, you know as soon as I can possibly remember, so I have had the opportunity of working walking the hallowed halls of Keble College at Oxford University, at Harvard Law School, at Harvard Business School, and at some point in my life, I realized while I'm deeply grateful for having been at some of the best known tertiary uh, educational institutions in the world, there was something lacking, and that was wisdom. I did not learn wisdom in the Ivy League schools. However, <clears throat> um, I I was at an event and I shared with someone and I just blurted out, I didn't learn this at Harvard. And I realized that a true life sagacity, how to have a successful relationship, how to deal with adversity, <clears throat> how to know what your what what your proclivity is, what your aptitude is in terms of choosing the most appropriate vocation, how to deal with disappointment. There is no syllabus that covers the most important tools for life. I can say that with a fair amount of confidence because the cards that I were dealt gave me the opportunity of apparently spending time at some of the best known educational institutions in the world. And 
truth be said, those that content, those tools are more important to have a successful life, have a happier life than anything that I had learned at any syllabus. So what I realized was the following. There is a notion in the pop culture that we live and learn. It would seem to me that it would make a lot more sense that we don't live and learn, but we learn and then go out and live, which will mean that using a GPS analogy, while we all know the very final destination, if you've got the tools and you've got the wisdom and you can navigate through life in a more seamless way, the chances are you will recalculate a lot less. You don't have to go through 11 marriages to figure out what it takes to have a successful marriage. And you don't have to have, you know, make the same mistake many times over. And so what we've done is taken a lot of the content developed over many, many years of seminars, workshops, conferences, and put this together into the university of life, the most important life lessons to ensure that one can live a more meaningful, purposeful, and happier life. And on that note, on that note, we're going to tell everybody it's going to be available online within the next uh, 90 days. And the genius of what we're doing today is people that are listening to this will be invited to be founding members. Uh, there's a Beautiful. very minimal uh, monetary cost because we want to have no barriers to entry. You, uh, Anthony, the beast Gordon is doing this literally because he wants to help give over to people that which he didn't get at these right. famous places. It's called law. And that is, even though he's a law scholar, he doesn't know what law stands for. Law stands for love and wisdom. That's pretty Love beautiful. and wisdom. And he wants to share that with everybody. Share stands for spreading happiness and rejuvenating energy. So, Anthony, our time has gone. But I'm going to ask you three quick questions. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready, sir. Number one. Will you come back again? I would love to, Barry. You are a pleasure to be around and uh, an easy, easy person to speak to. Thank you. Number two, you have 80 seconds only, and this is difficult for you, only 80 seconds, to tell everybody what is your most fervent desire. 80 seconds only. So my most fervent desire would be to empower as many people as possible with insights and tools into life so that they can live the most successful, the most purposeful and happiest life that they are capable of. Thank you. And number three, I'm going to, I may give you a hug in front of 368,218 people around the world. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready, sir. Okay. Hug stands for harmonizing, unlimited giving. Here we go. One, two, three. Beautiful. And of course, you're listening to The Joy of Living with your humble host, Barry Shore. The joy of living can be summed up in one word, giving. And you tune in no. consciously and conscientiously because you know that in this show, it will enable you to be happier, healthier, and wealthier when you utilize the three fundamentals of life, which are number one, life has purpose. Number two, 
Go mad. Go make a difference. And number three, unlock the power and the sequence of everyday words and terms like WWW. What a wonderful world. Smile. Seeing miracles in life every day. As my eight-year-old niece says, seeing miracles in everyday life. Create the kind of world you want to live in, causing rethinking, as Anthony has been sharing with us, enabling all to excel. Because remember, the six most important words you'll ever internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life choice not chance determines your destiny and use four letter words remember the four letter words we use in the positive purposeful powerful pleasant world are life love hope grow free gift pray play swim and tell the world to f you capital n capital n by the way you see your family and friends after the show and you do this <laughs> f you everybody capital n can say what are you talking about where'd you get that so i listen to barry shore the joy of living wants to teach the world to f you capital N, capital N. It opens up the ability to say, what are you talking about? And then you tell them about joy, happiness, peace, and love. And remember to use the two most important words in the English language every day, three times a day for the rest of your life. And these two words are, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To harmonize and network kindness. Everyone, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Therefore, be kind. Keep inspiring noble deeds. You can do it. You are the key. Anthony, don't go away. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at veryshore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends too. See you on the next episode.